You are now listening to Conversations, the podcast. Today, I am joined by not one, but two special guests. Join me in welcoming Ladi Ishala and Angela Uluwa Ogundokon. How are you feeling today? Ladies first. Feeling good, feeling great. How are you, Chidera? I'm all right. Ladi, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm feeling, I'm feeling diggy, you know, getting, getting ready to, to spill some wisdom. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I think like, this is the first time I'm seeing Ladi, like, virtually. Yeah, the long road. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just Instagram. But yeah, thank you guys yeah. for coming. So today, well, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but I want to start off with this question. When you guys go out to eat, do you tip? And if you do so, why? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have a hard and fast rule for tipping. Like, it depends on how I'm feeling. Like, obviously, like... If the pocket is smiling at me, <laughs> if the waitress is smiling at me, like usually, like if someone is really nice and sweet, then I would usually want to tip them at the end of the meal. Um, so if I had, if I had extra, I would tip them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Like it really depends on, I guess, the service for me. Yeah. Ladi, what about you? Right. Yeah, same. Actually, it depends on the service. Like if I'm trying, like you know how you know. How it's- um, served, you know, how the waitress or the waiter was friendly or all that stuff, yeah, I would definitely tip based on that, but I don't, I don't always tip for sure. Yeah. I okay, so, yeah. I ask you guys this question because lately I've just, I don't know if I want to say heard, but just like noticed this sense of entitlement when it comes to tipping waitresses mm-hmm. waiters and like it's so common now that even if you just go out to get ice cream there's like oh add tip and i'm like what did you do i just got ice cream like you didn't even serve me <laughs> i still have to tip you for some reason and it's so crazy because like even the few times i've gone out to eat i've fought the the thought in my head that okay i'm not going to tip you just because you know your salary is not as good but i still find myself tipping but i'm like i was just fighting this in my mind a couple days ago and here i'm just tipping and it's so like for me it's like it's become such a habit or it's become such a thing now where the service doesn't even matter or like the experience doesn't even matter it's just part of okay if i'm going out to eat i know that maybe the food is 20 dollars i have to add tip to make it like maybe 25 or 30 and i don't for me i'm just like i don't get the sense of like oh i have to tip just because like wait- waiters and waitresses are making this amount of money whereas it's like i'm working as well and you know it's good i i try to look at it from a let me say christian point of view as far like okay it's good to be kind it's good to serve people in that way but at the same time i'm like you're not going to tell me how to spend my money, right? So I don't know, like, what do you guys think about that whole sense of entitlement? Like, is this something you've noticed as well? Where it's like, okay, or why are you going out and not tipping? Or like, people are being judged, literally. Because I saw this thread on Twitter where it's like, why would you not tip? That kind of thing. So like, what do you guys think about, you know, that feeling of entitlement? 
I mean, personally, I I don't have so with with tipping or you know, with that whole like concept. Like I've never really had that sort of um pressure. I feel like obviously it also varies differently based on where you're living. I feel like there's there's some places now that is very much or already you should be thinking that five percent or two percent or three percent or whatever you bought is the tip for whatever, right? So I really feel like it differs from place to place because like in all the places I've lived I've lived I've never felt like any pressure from anybody to like not be like oh you have to tip this person I do see now that obviously tipping is more like mainstream now like even if you're if you <laughs> even if you're paying with your card right they will put the uh do you want to add tip on the yeah. whatever so I feel like that's a good thing right because sometimes like you actually need to be reminded that you can round up your bill and make somebody's day or whatever but for me it has never been i've never gotten that sort of pressure about it um so i can't i don't i can't really speak to that but i feel like generally that sort of thing um how, how do i say this like i feel like it's an ideal way of living right to have everybody chip in especially when you recognize that the people in this industry don't get paid as much so i i, I feel like it's an ideal way to live i but i also think that it's what happens sometimes when when things aren't as they should be because obviously what should be happening is that there should be pressure on these companies and whatever to actually be paying their workers enough to live by so in a sense like anyway to not talk too much i feel like personally i've not had those pressures but it does feel like an ideal way to for me to live but then again i think that since it's a if it's since it's a service tip, it really should also be able to depend on service without somebody else now like pressuring you and be like, oh, you shouldn't do this because it's your money. And at the end of the day, it's your perception of whatever service you've received <laughs> that will get you to part with your hard-end money. Like, you know, even yeah. them as their waiters, as their waitresses, right? If they're going out to to eat, right? If they're going to tip another waiter, they're going to tip another waitress. They're probably thinking about it based on the service. And if out of the generosity of their heart, they just do that, well, fine. That's the generosity of their heart, right? But like, I don't really think that it's right for it to not become a thing of, oh, you don't tip. Why don't you tip? You should tip. This and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's All right. All right. So I uh, I I definitely like don't think you should I, I like as a waiter I don't think you should um be pressuring people to like people even society you know like it should be like that, I don't that I don't agree with the entitlement feeling like if you want to like like I said you know if you want to tip um you should tip if you don't want to you shouldn't because like yeah I'm paying for the food and that's definitely going to close your salary as well hopefully yeah. and then you know and but the funny thing is that I don't actually feel pressure to tip at restaurants. Where, where I feel more pressure to tip is like for Uber, like when I'm entering a car. Because I yeah, because from the drivers, yeah, because I've had like several occasions where like uh, the, the guys like um, because he's putting in the number into the machine and it's like any tip, I said no tip. And there was one instance where like he asked me, so he put in the number like how, how much the car was supposed to be. Then I was like, so is there any tip? I said no. And then he raised up his head and looked in the rear view mirror because I was in the back. He was trying to look at me. I looked at him and said, I had no tip. <laughs> so, because, like, I'm not, I don't want to tip you, bro. Because, yeah. first of all, the, the, I didn't enjoy the car, but it was very. I don't like when, um, just on an unrated note, I don't like when, like, car drivers, over question, like, they're asking me, 
I like stories. But anyways, yeah, that's what happened. That's why I didn't want to tell. And um, yeah, it shouldn't tipping shouldn't be something that is like yeah by force or something. Yeah. I mean, you, like I'm just like to like in ideal world, like they are they are um the person they work for should be compensating them properly. And it shouldn't be up to us, like the consumer, to you know, like um, fill in the gap, like yeah, the clean gap. And exactly. Like that. So yeah. That's fair enough. That's crazy. I feel like with cab drivers, I don't feel that pressure. But like you it know? makes, yeah. but it makes sense that because like they are putting in the amounts, right? Like for me, the cab drivers I've had, they just give me the regular amount. Like if I want to tip them, I just give them cash. But like, it's just at restaurants. Cause even recently I went on a date with two people and I paid with cash, but I don't know. There was just this feeling of, wow, are you, going to, are you seriously going to ask her for change? <laughs> like just give, her the, <laughs> just, give her, just give her the money. So like, it, like in that sense, it was just like, okay, there's no need in you giving me change, but there was also just slight peer pressure in like, okay, am I like it's going to be embarrassing if I'm like, okay, can you give me change for this amount of money? So yeah, that's like yeah, that's where I feel the pressure. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was just societal, um, would I say influence? Yeah, societal influence. Because another thing I've noticed, especially like with COVID going on, um, so where I'm at right now, it's not, they're doing good in terms of like numbers for like COVID and the vaccines and whatnot. But they're still, you know, and then they make it so that you don't have to wear the masks, right? Like it's up to you, Mm -hmm. like it's not mandatory basically. So it's like, I've noticed the change in dynamic to like where I'm coming from, where you have to wear it in the bus, you have to wear it in the, in the indoors, you have to wear it pretty much. But like here, it's not, um, it's not compulsory basically. But then for me, it's like, okay, now I have this freedom to not wear this mask because it's not really the best feeling, just putting it on for a long amount of hours. But when I get into certain places, it's like, okay, people are wearing it. So I'm not the only one not wearing it. And it now makes me feel a certain way because it's like, okay, how are people looking at me? Like, do they think there's literally one lady that stood up from the from the train because she said <laughs> I wasn't because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I'm just like, wow, this is like segregation at its finest. Cause I, I'm not, I don't have COVID. I'm not sick, nothing. But because I'm not wearing a mask, this lady said, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna skirt to the left. But um, it's so crazy because I enter like transportation sometimes and I'm like. Not like for, personally, I don't even see why I should wear it. But because everyone around me is wearing it, I like suddenly I just feel this pressure to conform. So I guess like I don't even know what my direct question would be. But then it's like I always wonder like how much for like how much can we like as individuals do for society like to conform? Because it's like if everyone is doing things because of the next person like where is your own individuality i don't know if i'm making sense like i don't know if you guys know where i'm going with this but it's like like it's it's just like even a lot of people don't agree with you know the fact that we have to wear it but it's because oh everyone else is wearing it 
then it's like, oh, now I have to wear it or else like this person would think I'm this. this because like in my mind, I'm like, do these people think I'm dirty because I'm not wearing a mask? <laughs> but it's like I, like, I have my own personal conviction of this whole thing and I choose not to do that. So it's like, I don't know, there's that pressure there. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but it's like, I always wonder how much a person can do. And like, if we continue to go about, oh, doing this because of this person, like, where is your own, like, how do you make a choice pretty much? But yeah, I don't know what you guys think. Um, I would say that, well, first of all, societal influence and pressure, right, is, it's a part of everyday living, right? Um, the idea that to com- to be a part of a society, at least to be a valuable member of a society, you have to conform to some certain morals or certain like widely held beliefs. It's something that has been here since the dawn of time. Like, you know, everybody wears clothes. You can't go out naked. If you go out naked, then people look at you like, <laughs> Everybody, yeah. um, everybody sits down, doesn't put their sits on. I mean, their feet feet on the yeah. table seats or whatever. Yeah. You put it, it's like you know, and so I think that to to a certain extent, that's kind of what keeps the world rolling. That's kind of what you know keeps us a, um to a level of sanity, right? That we are willing to conform to a to a to a generally held set of beliefs and values and norms and blah 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 for the good of the community and for like ease of relationships and things like that so those things will always exist like because we live in a community we live among people and so we are not like islands and so there will always be a matter of conformity to you know society and now the limit of that or the extent of that is obviously something that we can always discuss and like you said having personal convictions that make you feel like okay no 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 you want to step out of the communal you know whatnot so that so so that's something that obviously is left to each person to decide i would say though in regards to this covid right i think that societal pressure and this thing right has worked for both good and bad right i feel like yes with the fact that when you enter a bus or even myself it happened something similar happened to me i went to get my nails done and i completely forgotten to take my mask with me right and when I got into the shop, nobody asked me to take, put my mask on, right? But by the time I looked to the left, I looked to the right, to everybody was wearing their mask. I was like, why do I want to be the only one not wearing my mask? At that point, I wasn't even really thinking about my health and safety. I was just thinking of the fact that everybody's wearing the mask. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the only one not wearing the mask. So I get what you're saying. And also because I think that something that drives this, this especially related with COVID, something that drives this societal pressure that there are many people that really believe that, that really believe and understand, not just believe, because it's not as if it's an abstract thing, understand that lives are at risk, right? Um, public health, public safety is very important, right? And so they're driving these things, like they're the ones that, you know, they're like, we need to wear a mask, we need to get... And at the end of the day, for those of us that are less inclined to conform to those things, sometimes we need those people right we need those people to shame us into doing what we need to do because yeah otherwise to me sometimes i'm like because mm. <laughs> sometimes yeah. people like without that we wouldn't do it right and yeah. so when mm-hmm. you think about it's almost like that rule of can't right sometimes like you can only think that what you're doing is okay if it would be okay for every single person to do it mm-hmm. if you think if 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 you deep it that like if everybody else was not wearing their mask and if everybody else was not taking these things seriously, 
we will probably have more of a problem. Of course, we can debate as to how much wearing masks and all these things has actually yeah. tangibly helped us. But, you know, at the end of the day, if everybody was to behave that way, you know, it wouldn't. So usually the way that I, I think about it in terms of societal pressure is and how I sometimes try to navigate, okay, how much of conformity is okay? Because conformity happens anyway. Is number one, what exactly am I conforming to? Is it for the general good? You know, that kind of thing. Or is this thing just more pressure and not really any positive value thing? Like, for instance, like um, masks now. I feel like, yes, nobody's going to die from wearing masks. Most likely people are getting saved and being protected from wearing masks. On the other hand, maybe some people think that, like, I don't know, what was a bad thing that, that has become popular? Maybe cancel culture or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I don't believe that that necessarily helps people I mean, that's, that, you know, that extremism of it, right? So I wouldn't conform to that. I wouldn't be the type to now be so invested in calling out people and making sure they lose their jobs and making sure they lose this and lose that. You know what I yeah. mean? So, again, but that, again, like you said, is about personal conviction. So that's what I think about societal pressure that is necessary for everyday living. But, you know, but people will always have personal convictions that, that draw them away from that. Yeah. Um, personally, the rule of thumb that I would usually apply is that okay, this conformity, you know, um, is it for the general good? Mm. Which then, in my opinion, is a, is a good thing, or is it something that you personally feel strongly that is wrong, and mm. you want to you want to you want to move against the wave in that sense? Yeah. And also from a standpoint of view, right? Just checking that these things are not generally speaking, like that our conformity is not driven by fear of man mm. but like fear of god you know that kind of thing because sometimes like let's say i want to bring in something like let's say I'm, I'm trying to evangelize basically i want to walk up to people and talk to them right yeah pressure makes me feel like i shouldn't be stopping people and talking to them and trying to engage them in conversation that kind of thing yeah. right but that's also driven by fear of man as opposed to fear of god which says that god and preach the gospel so yeah, I yeah I think it's a very delicate issue. But like I said, I'll just reiterate that I feel like such a pressure is a part of everyday life. Yeah, you know we need to be careful in navigating it. But conformity is going to happen. Like you know, it happens to everybody. Peer yeah. pressure is in, you know peer pressure, yeah. society pressure, all these things, and we're going to conform. Yeah, especially like even when you're the only person that's not because sometimes when I go on the bus and then I see someone else who's not wearing a mask, I'm like, okay. We agree <laughs> together. <laughs> Someone on my side. I feel you. And then when it's not, when I'm the only one, I'm like, okay. Um, let me just take my mask off and put it on my face. But yeah, definitely. And like, if it's sometimes I, I also like call myself out. I'm like, okay, if you're just going to wear it in the bus or like in the train, that's fine. Like, protect yourself and also like do it for the good of other people as well. So I also think in that in that way, and yeah, but it's it's really annoying to to wear one, but I guess yeah. To, to make I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just basically said everything I'm going to say because like um I I, I it, it for me it depends on the thing that you want us to conform to. Like now for wearing masks, okay, they are trying to slow the spread or they are trying to stop the spread. They are trying to reduce the numbers. Okay, it's for a good cause. I must have not conformed. Yeah. Even if I even if there is like, like there's evidence that shows ma- ma- like wearing masks doesn't really help with like the virus and everything. 
but there are also some other things where like okay I, I don't want to confront it like now you mentioned council culture and a lot of it makes that i mean i don't agree with council culture at all like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense i mean i, I agree just a certain degree in the sense that like for instance if there's a, a white doctor and you know they are they are racist or something i feel like that would like interfere with their work one way or the other they will bring it into their work one way or the other and you don't want yeah. to have that type of person you know as in healthcare so so in that for example, I, I would confront council culture, but like, like there are also some things that don't like, yeah, like confront because every, yeah, yeah, like a difference in opinion, basically. Yeah, yeah, and there are some things that because everybody's doing actually like now last year we did the Doros Doros challenge and book study because everybody was doing it, you know, you, you just had. Yeah, that makes sense a lot. Because even with this whole COVID thing, it's like there are people who are opposed to it, but they mm-hmm. can't even voice out their opinions. Not in like a negative way, but they can't just oh, they do. Yeah. yeah, England. They're here yeah. protesting every time. Oh you my go God, to that's major it goes any major train station like this, they, they'll be shouting at people with their microphone, take off your mask, take off your mask. <laughs> like, and they, they protest here, anti vaxxers protest here too. Yeah, there's anti maskers, there's anti vaxxers, there's anti, oh, yeah. even some that don't even read that virus, but like, I guess it, it really depends on where you're living because obviously it's when yeah. I come out to London yeah. and stuff like that, I see more of these people protesting and stuff like that. But you know, on some other, some other like small countries or states or that kind of thing, nobody yeah. is coming out with their pitch for. So, it also serious? Wow, yeah. you know, I don't really, I, know. I don't hmm. really know the, like why are they, why, what's their, like, what's their point, what's their argument? Exactly. Okay, so it's not like so for some people, right? They don't like for some people, they just believe that everything's a conspiracy theory that things are not adding up. That this vaccine, I've heard that that the they'll say the vaccine is either not working or that is is meant to, to that is not good for you or some will say that this COVID-19 that the numbers are, are doctored that one guy was telling me that if you had COVID and you leave the hospital now and a bus hits you they'll call it a COVID-19 related death that how does that make sense is that I'm not sure how true that information is sure but like you legit like there are many people that protest there was even one time that they were they did a walk like in I think it was London or something they did like a whole sorry a whole march they were like no lockdown well okay obviously lockdown that's kind of understandable but yeah some people violently protest this lockdown when you know when the promise <laughs> was telling them that is extending or something somebody was like that that one that is saying it's all to his own pocket that they're going to open <laughs> but then again people in this England they're actually bold like they're actually very bold like on the news they'll be telling the newscaster that other ones that their breast permanent style saying is that it doesn't make sense that they're not interested so it really i guess it depends on where you are sham oh wow i mean i heard that some people were protesting but i didn't think it was that deep because like from my own perspective everyone that i've come in contact with like, I know I, I met this guy on the bus one time and we're talking and he's like, oh, if he says it in the group chat with his friends, like, they'll call him an idiot. And I'm like, they'll call you an idiot simply for having a different opinion. Like, you're not stopping mm-hmm. anyone from 
wearing a mask like it's not like you're ignoring the effect that covid has but you just don't agree with certain things that are being done and it's like oh you're an idiot you don't do this you don't do that like that part of it i'm just like yeah because even me with like sometimes when i was um uh back in manitoba like i'd be afraid well not afraid but like i'd just be i like i how how do i say this like i'm always i was careful to speak on it because i'm like for some people i know it can be very, like it's a, it's a touchy subject some people have family members who have suffered directly from covid right so i can't just talk ignorantly but at the same time it's like oh i'm not i can't even say oh yeah i don't see the point of a mask for example without people being like um is she crazy that kind of thing so yeah know it's like when like i'm allowed to have a different um opinion or basically like yeah. i don't agree with council culture in terms of all oh, because i just don't agree with you because every we can't all think alike right there's a group of people mm-hmm. that think alike there's a group of people that don't and we should mm-hmm. be respectful either way that's what, that's what yeah, i think. because like the thing with it is that i just feel like there's a bit of council culture in all of us right we all mm-hmm. have that in that like we will hear somebody say or hear somebody think and we just be like, no, 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 this one, you're actually dumb. Like, that doesn't actually make any sense. It's not the same. It's not the same thing, we'll say. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. let's be, it's the same. And I feel like people just now find their extremities in various causes and various things. But, like, we all do it a lot. Like, we all do it a lot. I know that oh. cause, like, it's, like, people, like, traditionally conservative or conservatives, whatever, talking about like america now we'll call it like liberalism and say oh this council culture is getting too much but like convert conservative people they're the ones that invented council culture when something is not good or when something is bad or when they feel that like something is corrupting can you, they will protest they'll say can you, it's like they're the ones that started well, it. yeah well, why do you guys feel like council culture just started becoming rampant because then we're growing like in, in, like when we were growing up and up until maybe like first couple of years in uni, council culture wasn't that again, it wasn't that intense. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I feel like it, it's been there, but not as okay. serious. I feel like maybe like, re- not recently, but like maybe um a couple years ago, that's like when they gave it its official name, but it's name, okay. right, And it's right. also because like we have the, so like basically before people would be activists and things like that but like also know that like a lot of things is related to like the growth of social media and the way that people from so many places are able to give their voice on one platform oh, exactly before when one person is protesting here like it, before people were even protesting separation right because they're not connected via social media but now one person will say we're protesting in london today and i person say okay got you we will protest in canada today or and i want like <laughs> Before when what the CEO, the director, the waitress would do, that would be annoying that one person will insult them. They will insult them, take the video, post it on social media. People yeah. comment, 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 comment until Kenny. So it's not really that. It's just the fact that we are now too many. And mm. when there's when there's too many on an issue, so what they say about too many pots, too many spoons. Yeah. So it's just, it's what would usually have happened, number one, but then there's not so many people. And yeah. also, you know, there's this activism to no end now happening with, like, social media and everything. Like, we take causes to the very end. We can be very extreme in things. Now, because this thing, like, okay, with the issue of even, like, 
race or you know discrimination which is very real and which is very very hard especially for people in america but then and now now sometimes can be taken out of context so like you are not even a normal person anymore like chidera i can't just normally hate you like i have to hate you i mean the reason behind my hatred of you has to be that you're black and i feel like sometimes like your manager may just not like you mm. and like it has nothing to do with your race. Like your manager could just genuinely be yeah. a bad mm. at okay, yeah. And so like, let's treat that. Let's call her. Let's call your manager out on. I feel like you do this and you do this and you do this. Not, I feel like as a black woman, you come to me like, why does that always have to be the angle? Yeah. Not always, uh, not yeah. always shall, fairly speaking, but I feel like sometimes I notice that and I feel like with these things, right? Of course, I get that there are many people that are sensitive to these things and so they can spot it easier than others. But I feel like with these things, right, you also have to get the benefit of the doubt. Like if you are an employee and your manager has treated you wrong, why not just address the fact that your manager has treated you wrong? You know, what, where, how, you know, sometimes for me, just like, why does it have to be that? Your yeah, manager I know, I get that. That could likely be the case. And yeah. I, I definitely understand that. But also, me, I'm also careful to speak on things because it is not my lived experience. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. especially in some certain parts of the world, black people in some certain parts of the world, this is their lived experience. This is their bread and butter. This is what they know and this is what they've suffered through, right? And so for me, a Nigerian girl in the UK, like I cannot speak authoritatively on this issue. So yeah. that's why even sometimes, that whole idea of, oh, if you have a different opinion, people will tell you to shut up. Sometimes I take that shut up in humility because I know that I cannot speak authoritatively on this issue. Mm. Like, my opinions will always be second-class opinions. And that's something that we also have to realize that there are some issues where the only people that can speak authoritatively on it are the people that are going through it. And you, whatever opinion you have, you're free to say it, but if they tell you to shut up, you have to say, "Ah, sorry, I shut up. (laughs) Did you guys did you guys um read Chimamanda's recent like um, there was something she said about there was something she said that I I I under like I hundred percent agree with like I resonated with it so much and she said that in the in the age we live in now like in the, like now world right now a lot of people have like their own opinions and ideologies but. They, they are not well informed enough to back it up. Like, for instance, now, like, okay, okay that, that's one thing. Another thing that she mentioned was that now everybody's scared to share their opinion because of council culture, because, um, you know, we're scared of people not agreeing. Like, everybody's just trying to be politically correct and not trigger anybody and just be on their own lane. And she said she described like everyone as angel trying to out angel one another. Mm. So like you guys feel like we live that that's that like because of me personally I agree with you because I can't share my there are certain opinions I have that I can't see or see online because I know that I know I might get backlash from it. <laughs> exactly, don't come to me. No, I yeah, no, sorry to cut you off. I one hundred percent agree. Um even like with me, that's like I gave an example of the whole COVID thing, like not being able to say certain things because I'm like, oh, this person is going to be sensitive. This person is going to be sensitive. Not even because I'm ignorant. I completely understand that people have been affected 
and for some people it hits close to home so maybe for those like with those people i would know how to word certain things and know how to mm-hmm. approach it but for other people it's just like yeah if i see this how will i sound there was literally a time i was talking to um a former person a girl that i worked with and you know, with the way she was talking to me about the mask and, you know, the whole, I keep referring to this COVID thing because it's one of the issues that I'm like, okay, I can't even talk unless I'm gone. But I was talking to her about, you know, my just like sharing my my thoughts and without like making it personal. You know, like when you talk to someone, you're like, you know, um, you're trying to say something, but you don't want to, you don't want it to sound like it's, like that's what you think. That's how I was talking. And yeah. with the way she just fired back with her own thoughts and whatever. And I'm like, ah, if I say this next point, <laughs> will I survive it? <laughs> <laughs> I speak. <laughs> exactly. So it's definitely, there's some things that I, I like, I just, I'm like, no, I, I rather, and to be fair, I think, we have opinions yes but i'm a believer in like everything needs to well not everything but like there are certain things that you say that need to be said with wisdom like you can't just say everything you have in your heart there's certain way that you have to deliver it there's you have to read the room sometimes and there's some things that you know it's, it's just really not the time to say it but if it's just like a basic opinion and at the end of the day, it's like not everyone won't agree with everything you have to say. That's the thing. Like humans are so unique yet complex. So it's like the more we, mm-hmm. the the sooner we understand that okay, we're different in our own unique way, the better it's going to be. So yeah, I definitely understand her in saying that you know you can't even say anything, you can't disagree, even ordinary disagree. People will carry it on top of their head and be like, oh yeah, this yeah that. So. Yeah, I, I, I know so where you attacked you. them. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you, you attacked them, that is an attack. That you should, it's <laughs> an attack. I'm telling you, yeah, bro. 100%. No, what me I feel is that, like, if you can have, you can think however you want to think of, but be well informed enough to back it up. Like, if I ask you, why do you believe this thing? Like, you should, what you're saying should make sense. Mm. Like, you should, know, you should know the ins and outs of what you believe in, like what yeah. you're standing for, yeah. and stuff. So that's 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 just what me and and yeah. if you don't, if you don't have the information to even back it up, it's okay to be like, well, I'm not ready and exactly. not yeah like even with the vaccine don't why don't you want to take the vaccine i don't know enough about it i don't trust it not all yeah. it's not to work it's not going to this is there yeah because you don't, you know, yeah. some people are saying oh is they're putting a monitoring because whatever they are tracking you somebody yeah. made a funny video about that they were like they're already tracking you they already yeah, know exactly. they don't need the vaccine to do that yeah. so like i'm just like yeah i definitely feel that that you know a good way to start is actually to be well informed about the opinions that you have that you know not just allow suspicion obviously yes sometimes you can just feel a certain way because of how you feel strongly mm. those are probably things that you want to keep inside of you and mm-hmm. speak less on because again at the end of the day since it's something that you yourself you cannot explain there is no need to try to convert people to that but yeah um back to even chimamanda's um essay it was a heavy hitter and it just i think one thing that that struck me about it is just the fact that like people think so differently you know what i'm saying people think so differently like 
how can you be the person that she's talking about and you read this? Because I actually never knew about any of those people. I didn't know anything. Ah. But when I read the essay, when I saw people screenshotting, I was like, ah, gist. Me, I want to see you. <laughs> 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 and I go refer to one of the people that she was talking about, Paige. The person that was now writing a whole thing about how to my mother, DJ is attacking her. Did, 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 did. And I'm just like, are you serious? I didn't even see that bit. Yeah, she made the whole thing about how this is an attack on not just her personality, but on the community that she is part of, which is like the LGBTQ plus community. And for me, it just felt like there needs to be a space where you yourself can receive criticism. Like you need to be able to say, you know what, this person, this person faced me, this person dragged me, but the person dragged me, period. Period. Back to what I was saying again, it doesn't have to be that person's come for your ancestry, come for the community. No, this person wrote in that book that you, she had a problem with you, that you did this, you did did that, even if she's wrong, settle it like that. And sometimes I'm just like, person to person because like obviously like person to person like ah, this is what this person said that you did to them address that though yes. what I said was, it's an attack attack on this attack on that. but i'm just like so you didn't go and betray her trust and then try and act show me with any email like let's be real okay no, I, I feel like sometimes people try to uh, to make things big, make things mm. like no fizz matter Crying. at hand. <laughs> like what what like this thing that she said that you did to her. What are you, you saying about that? And why is it that yeah. we are only now seeing in this article the attempts that you made to reconnect? Why is it that all you ever speak about is how you are done with her? You never care. Why didn't you? Why didn't you ever see the thing about it is that for me, right? I feel like with social media right when something now comes out it's like why didn't you say this one why is it so easy for you to talk about to insult somebody or to say how they're cancelled why didn't we see your attempts to reconnect to the person mm. why weren't you blocking that one because it's not cool now it's not as cool as saying that mm, this person i'm done this person i don't need this person it's not as cool as saying ah this person wants me to kiss their ring or whatever like i just felt like for me that was the thing for me is that when i see something when i see that when i see something like this and i see content like this and i see that you made this whole fast of like completely hating this person or completely being done with this person. But we can see that you were trying to reconnect with her. So what does that mean? And then also like, it can be an attack, even if you call it an attack on yourself that she's saying rubbish, why does it have to be an attack on the community that you are included in? She can have a genuine problem with you without having a genuine problem with LGBTQ. And I feel like that's another thing that some people do that is very dangerous because you now make it that Somebody cannot have a problem with you that is not directly related to it. And it's, I, I feel like it's so such a dangerous place to be because you're not even in a place where you're trying to listen to things. And you're in a place where there will always be those people that are hailing you and, and cuddling you and stuff like that because you're not even seeing the real issues at hand. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was that one, Sha. Hmm. Yeah, because... She's a writer. Hmm. Yes, it is. And yeah, no, I agree hundred percent because because you are in a set you are from a certain place or you are in a certain community doesn't exempt you from any type of criticism like exactly. you or any type of um you know, I don't know, controversy. Like people would you are still going to answer to certain things, a lot of yeah. things. Exactly. And it doesn't have to do with where you are from or like what you identify as or stuff, anything like that. Yeah. So I, I completely agree. Because I feel like this is the balance that we need to work. We need to be able to navigate that side so that you so that inclusivity is actually inclusivity and not just 
oh, let's just leave those people alone. Because mm. like no, let it be that we navigate the balance with being able to say, with being able to criticize people without fear that you'll be called out for being community. And we ourselves, like, we also navigate the difference between somebody that genuinely has a problem with just one person or somebody that just yeah. loves to attack members of a certain community or just loves to belittle or ridicule members of a certain community. These are things that we need to balance. But, like, for me, this to mother, say, when I read it and I went and I saw what that lady, one of the ladies was writing, I'm oh, sorry, one of the people were writing, because she didn't. I was just like, I don't see the connection. And I feel like this is very telling of things. The fact that like you would completely like just, you no, know, this is the point. Pound, here you are. And, you know, I even read, I watched a video where somebody, you know, was bringing up some other points from this essay, which I, which I understood and I appreciated, but generally I just feel like that whole, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like you say one thing, you're doing another thing. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, and even <laughs> the part where she's writing about acts a genuine question of curiosity and you're told to repeat a mantra, act again, acts again, and you are um you are accused of Angela pulled up the article. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, they're they're asked to something about the uh, you are accused of violence so if you don't understand something if you don't agree with something it's just either you say these select lines of word i'm an ally and i support everything and i stand you or you are not you know you're not you're not you're not what's it called where is it the one thing was a powerful write up, and I, I agree with, I agree with a lot of the things that she said. Maybe not all, but I agree with a lot of things she said. And I think definitely, like, for people that enter into all these niche woke communities, right? Because obviously it's not mainstream, but like for people that enter into all these niche woke um um communities, okay. it's almost okay. like uh, you have to conform to everything, right? Mm. And there's no space for nuance in what you think and what you believe, even when you're already sure. Because now it's not just oh people that are ridicule, belittle, uh, or don't or, or or oppress or hate or have phobia against LGBTQ or race or climate change or whatever. Yeah. And people that don't. It's now even within the community of people that support that view or speaking, there's still nuance as to what you can say and what you can't say and and what will will have you sounding like I don't know. Is it lost? Because somebody like Trimamanda now like we been knew that she's the feminist type of person. We been knew that she's the supportive type of person. But even her gets called out on transphobia because she said something that didn't quite fit. And like, instead of just engaging her in conversation and asking her what that meant, and actually asking her, so do you mean this? Or do you mean that? It's kind of like you finished that interview and you went and said all these horrible things about her when you guys had a relationship prior to that. Mm. And so it's very telling it's very telling of, of the sad state of some things when you have more allegiance to a certain way of wokeness than to just a friendship that you genuinely Human call relation, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. 100%. You live and you learn. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it's scary to think that you can't. Oh, like, what am I going to say? How should I say it? Are they going to be heard? Like, yeah. what is sensitive and what is not? It's, it's yeah. almost like, can you not take um, difference? Yeah, I, mean, I think it was, I think it was in the article, or like someone just said it. Like, I think it was a tweet I saw. It's like, okay, we talk about inclusivity, but then we were against difference. But like, isn't that the yeah. whole point? Yeah, yeah she was yeah. saying something similar in the article as yeah. well that she made a statement saying trans women are trans women. Mm. Yeah. It because um, what most people would like for you to do is say that trans women are women as well. Mm. But I think the point of what she said was that trans women are trans women. Not to belittle her because she feels like the whole point of inclusivity is that you recognize that there are differences, right? And you are able to include all those differences. So that's how I meant that. It's not just about putting a label on, like putting like putting label of woman on trans women and saying there's there's minus or no no trans women are trans women they have a unique set of struggles and joys and things that they go through women are women they have a unique set of um um you know um all the different they be um um all the different variants of identities and things that people have taken on right they are those things you are not the other, right? And I and and again, like obviously, like we said, I think that that was the point that she was making. That she's always been. Well, let me read it out to you. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Bring the facts. I, 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 yeah, I, I, trying to pull it up. Yeah, I completely agree with like um what she was saying. Like um yeah, she and it's not like what she was what she said was in like a, a toxic way of thinking or whatever. Like she acknowledged she's acknowledging difference and. Like a trans woman is a trans woman. A woman is a woman. Like I don't the expresses the yeah the expresses might be different or definitely different. And I, I sort of understood where she was coming from, and it made sense to me. And, and she's in no way denying their identities or anything. She's just yeah. she's, um ex- like bringing out, pointing out the difference and the and the inclusivity at the same time. Yeah. So, Yes. And I quote, then I gave an interview in March 2017 in which I said that a trans woman is a trans woman in bracket. The largest, the larger point of which was to say that we should be able to acknowledge difference while being fully inclusive. That in fact, the whole premise of inclusiveness is different. Right. So getting from what I understand what she's saying, maybe I'm taking her point out of point of whatever, is that the very idea of inclusivity inclusivity that we recognize their difference and we want to create a safe space for all those differences okay. not that we say no 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 no. this one must bear the name of course i understand that for maybe trans people's points the point is that oh i'm transitioning to a woman and i want to be i want to be called a woman not to refer to women i don't want like that trans woman thing is is gone but even even in that right i feel like i even alish like the thing about it is that as a person, as a body, as a community, right? There's an extent, right, that you will understand yourself to, right? And people are always catching up to that. Um, as a Black community, for instance, right, we are setting boundaries all the time. Like, people are understanding that, oh, don't discriminate and stuff like that. But there are even higher things that we might want people not to do, like, oh, not access, is this your real hair? Mm. Do you get what I'm Maybe mm-hmm. we might take longer to get to that place, or maybe they will never get to that place, right? So I feel like, if you anytime you're part of a community that maybe is seen a certain way, a digital way, like 
let's have the basics like those things that for you allyship will mean allyship for me for as a black person will mean you work to be anti-racist you work to recognize those things inside of yourself that are prejudiced against people of my color right and you recognize that and you make steps towards changing it if maybe you now one day ask me is my hair real or clinical color i'm not, not going to say that you you are you're a racist or do you got a thing because like i recognize those soft and hard issues so for me i feel like in every issue there are soft and hard issues there are those things that as an ally you should have and there's those things that okay like even if as a as a black person i might disagree with you saying that oh okay like as a black person i might disagree that you won't have braids on right mm. you won't have braids on but personally, I don't think that that is now the definition of you being racist. That's just like my own personal opinion. Like if you decided that as a white person or as a non-black person, you wanted to go and get braids done, obviously um, ideas and and thoughts and opinions on that are very, very mm. right, which also gives you an idea of why this is a soft issue. Because I feel like on a lot of the hard issues, we agree. We agree that we don't want you to call us the N-word. We agree that we don't want you to discriminate based on color. We don't want you to... to to just automatically think that we're dumb or that we are the help or that we're the whatever because we're black. So in summary, Shia, I just feel like this issue of what Chimamanda said, right? Let's say she did not word your identity in the way that you wanted her to word it, but you actively don't even engage in discussion with her about that. You just take it and go on social media and cancel her and insult her and do all these type of things. So it's really sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny because I never even saw Mamanda as a feminist or as an activist till like recently. My first encounter with Chimamanda because I remember I was watching a, a video or a podcast, something like not a podcast, but like a YouTube video, and yeah. people were engaging in conversation. And the person was talking about how well like Chimamanda is the face of like you know transnational feminism and things like that. And I was like to be and that that's what most people know her for and i was like to be honest i didn't remember from purple hibiscus in Kale. and then that was what <laughs> first thing and then the second time that i uh i think the second time was like half of a yellow sun because that was yeah. a good right even it wasn't until this year that i realized that that voice in beyonce's um song Stop. Mm-hmm. Didn't know I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Casually, my cousin just casually said it. I was yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> So it's only it's that years that I started knowing that okay she takes she's a powerful voice for feminism. Yeah. I would have sooner recognized her as even a voice for like Africa in a sense because I know that she speaks a lot about like the stereotypical views that people will have of Africa as a continent and even different cultures like calling Africa as if it's one country. Mm. <laughs> God, most yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this type of thing, sure. No. I always, I always feel like I know her personally whenever her name comes up because I'm like, yes, I read *Purple Hibiscus* a long time ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually beautiful, right? I started reading some of her other books yeah. um, recently, and she's, she's, oh, she's, she's really good. Like she's, she's gifted. I actually like that they made us read literature in high school. I feel I, like yes, uh, I, I, I feel I, like I, I underrated that. that a little bit, it but I appreciate sense. that so much. Yeah, yeah I actually enjoyed popular like discourse. Yeah, it was so good. It was really so good. It's not we, like all, we all hated. Uh, was it Father Money that we hated? Or yeah. no? I don't know one that was good. My opinion was Lord of the Flies. 
I love the Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, yeah. I love the Lord of the Flies. You remember when we watched the movie? It was scary. I was like, what is going on? Remember when we watched the movie? It was so emotional when one of them died, I think. They were moving mad. And you know, the deep meanings of these things, Sha. Yeah, that was. I, really, I really, yeah, I'm really grateful for actually for all the books we read. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm going to start reading her again, Chimamanda. Yeah, Chimamanda. Read, have you read American? Have you read American? If you haven't, we should do book club and then talk about it. Like we should pick a book, read it, and then make a podcast talk about it. I love that. Even with Papa Abiscus again, Papa Abiscus was deep. I feel like yeah, I feel like I still remember the plot of Popo Hibiscus, so I wouldn't buy it again because, like, yeah. I, it's still fresh. Like, I know everything that happened, but maybe half of a Yellowstone and Americana, those two. Half of Yellowstone was too, was it was heart wrenching. Mm. I was like, how can you? Yeah. It was hard. To, like Popo Hibiscus was was deep, but like half a Yellowstone, I couldn't even watch it. Like when it came out, because like. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, so if you if you read the book and watch football and watch half of Yellowstone, you'll be like, you'll be angry because they didn't they, they didn't include the You know, it's funny that John Boyega was in that movie, but we never even knew. Yeah, you didn't know John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like John Boyega. Oh my I god! I feel like I don't know. I just like his face. <laughs> oh, but now nah, they're counseling him for so, they're trying to counsel him for something actually. For what? Uh, what did John Boyega do? I think, oh, I think, yeah, they said, um, Michael B. Jordan. No, no, Michael B. Jordan. I think it's John Boyega. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm not 100% sure. It's pretty hard because I'm not sure. But they said it was hard to work with or something. I don't know. It's hard to work with? Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think in a particular movie, or something. I'm not sure, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, let's, that's let's end the episode here, and then we'll keep up with our gist later. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for having this conversation with me. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. I hope to see you again. Okay, that's so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you. No, no, I'm, I'm 